this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Two brothers born from the same parents grew up together. They lived together their entire childhood, went to school together, to the same school in the same grade, same teachers and curriculum, same upbringing. They were treated the same. These two brothers, let's call them Brother A, Bob, and Brother B, Bill, graduated high school and joined the military together. And these two brothers went to Vietnam where they experienced some horrible experiences together. Now, these two boys from birth shared identical experiences, both growing up in school and having served together in the military. Let's just say, for the sake of this conversation, in the same unit, together on the same patrols, virtually identical in every way. So uh, the brothers come home from their tour Brother A, Bob, goes on to become a very successful entrepreneur. He starts a family. He raises several beautiful children. He has a very happy and successful marriage and a thriving business. Bob has it all. He's happy. He's content. Brother B, Bill, can't get past his experience. Bill starts to drink alcohol in excess. He starts to use drugs. He does everything he can to escape the experiences that he endured. His drug and alcohol use are to the extent that he can't maintain a job can't maintain a relationship, Bill becomes homeless. Two brothers, identical experience, outcomes on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Why? Why did Bob have such success when Bill didn't, if their experiences were the same. Now, one could argue all the dynamics of their individual personalities and whatnot. For the sake of this conversation, 
I'm going to talk about Bob's ability to to move past his experiences, to have learned from his experiences, to be able to put his experiences behind him and focus on the now, be able to move forward in in life and and focus on the positive, on the being happy, on being thankful for the things that he has. Bill, on the other hand, has stayed and remained stuck in his past experiences. Bill continues to replay these experiences in his mind as as if on a loop, just over and over again. Keeps replaying this. What we know scientifically as Bill or people like Bill continue to replay these past experiences. They relive this experience over and over again. They feel the same emotions they felt when they originally experienced this trauma. Bill stays so stuck in that loop and focused on that negativity that it consumes him. Now we could go deeper into this, but what could Bill do at this point in his life to to change things? Uh, he's been to counselors. He has all the tools he needs. He's been given books. He's been to rehab. He had friends and family that love him, try to reach out and give him advice, help him in every way they could. But Bill, he still replays this loop over and over in his head. And Bill refuses to accept any of the tools that have been given to him. Now, I don't know about you, but this story sounds very familiar to me. I, I see it. Matter of fact, I, I lived it. Most of my life I spent stuck in my past. <laughs> I replayed this traumas over and over again. My anxiety continued to increase over the years as I just piled on negative experience after negative experience and I stayed stuck in those experiences. I was angry, I was resentful. I made excuses for myself. I blamed other people to the point that I was stuck too, playing this loop over and over again in my head. I, I couldn't get past uh, my past experiences. I couldn't get past the things that people had done to me, the betrayal, the hurt, the abuse. I had this emptiness inside me that I couldn't move past. I couldn't find anything to fulfill that empty spot in my heart and my soul. And I darn sure didn't know what happiness was. And, like Bill, I had all the tools. I went to counseling, talked to people. I looked, I searched to no avail. 
just kept this loop playing over and over again in my head. Blaming my past on who I was now, why I was the, the way I was. It was somebody else's fault, somebody else, some situation that caused it. See, the problem is, is what we know now, scientifically, is that each one of us has somewhere around forty to 60,000 thoughts go through our head in a day. Our mind just plays this loop and is just scattered, just muddling through life with our brain and hyperdrive, all these thoughts feeding into our brain from our past experiences, from all the things that make us who we are that I'll call the ego. The I am. The things we're taught from childhood. The limitations we're given. The things we're taught to believe. The failures that we suffered. The ideas that we had that we were too scared to act on. All the things that we've experienced in life that make us view any given situation through our lens. So what happens is, as we stay stuck in that mindset, playing that loop over and over again through that lens and that filter that we've created throughout our lifetime, is we just operate in automatic pilot. So what I want to talk about today is increasing your self-awareness. Because just like the tools that Bill had, the same tools I had that I didn't know how to use, couldn't use them because my self-awareness wasn't there, I have the opinion that you cannot engage in any type of self-development, self-improvement, or even a higher spiritual journey until you can first stop and increase your self-awareness. Now, what I mean by self-awareness is simply to come to a place where you're aware of your own thoughts your own emotions, and your own reactions. See, for me, it wasn't until I was able to finally look at myself and realize in every one of the situations I found myself in, every one of the problems that I had in life, there was one common denominator. Me. (laughs) And it wasn't until I could accept that and realize that, wow, I was the one thing in common with every one of those experiences. And then I realized that it wasn't the experience at all that made me who I was or that caused me to react or respond the way I did. 
wasn't the situation at all. It was my reaction to the situation. So it wasn't until I came to this point in my life where I had this self-awareness that I could be real and honest with myself, to take responsibility for myself and my actions. And it was actually kind of when I hit bottom where I, I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to have to live like this anymore, where I knew there was more. I knew I was capable of more. I knew that I wanted more in life. And if I were going to have more and have better in my life, that I was going to have to take responsibility for myself. That with all the tools that I had at my disposal, the one thing that kept those tools from helping me make a change in my life was me. Because after all, it's not the knowledge that makes the change. It's our application of that knowledge. And until we assume and accept responsibility for ourselves, for our own thoughts, then all the knowledge and help in the world won't do any good. So the first step in self-awareness is just simply taking an inventory of our thoughts. With 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day going through your head, most likely negative doubts, right? Fears of our failures, guilt of things that we may have done wrong or we did or didn't do. Resentment of people in our life that may have presented obstacles or harmed us in some way. All these thoughts, these emotions that we continue to replay over and over again are what I'm going to call attachments, attachments to our past. And until you can take that inventory of yourself, of your thoughts your, and your emotions, and until you can take responsibility for your own thoughts and actions. And by the way, it's at this point when you realize that probably one of the reasons why so many people continue to hang on to their past is once you have that awareness, you have no excuse anymore. Because when you're aware enough and take responsibility for yourself, you can't blame it on anybody else. Because it was never anybody else in the first place, right? It was always us. So I think a lot of people fear losing that excuse. And so they, over the years, have been conditioned to fall into that victim mentality. And by the way, if I can't blame uh, who I am or I can't blame anything on my past, then how can I have sympathy for myself? How can anybody else feel sorry for me? And and so I think, uh, in a way, people become addicted to that state of mind. So becoming self-aware is to let go of those excuses. 
to take control of your thoughts. And I call it the constant gardener. To take an inventory of your thoughts is to recognize each and every thought. So, just like a garden where you have to actually tend to the weeds, it's work. So, uh, weed pops up in your garden, what do you do? You pull it. You tend the garden, you water it, you till the soil, you put nutrients in the soil, and, and you weed. And for every time a weed sprouts in your garden, you pull it. And if you don't pull that weed, they'll continue to multiply. And if you get busy and, and those weeds continue to multiply, you'll come back and before you know it, those weeds will take over your garden. And that's the same way with our thoughts. If we don't tend to those negative thoughts as they come up, to identify and be self-aware enough to identify the negative thought, a negative pattern of behavior, and to change it in some way, to replace it with an affirmation, then those negative thoughts will prevail. So to have a higher sense of self-awareness to remove uh, excuses, to take responsibility of your thoughts is the start of a journey. And I'm here to tell you that it's work. It's difficult. We've been programmed our entire life. So these changes don't occur overnight. But they're necessary. If you want something different, if you want to be better and live a better life, if you want to find happiness and peace, if you want to develop a higher spiritual connection, then you must first increase your self-awareness. And on that journey, you'll find what you're looking for. As we move forward in our podcast We'll actually touch on a step-by-step -step process on how to change your and reprogram your thought process. We'll have some experts that will share some of the science behind how our brain actually works. Um, we'll have other experts that will talk about PTSD and how to move forward and maybe some treatments and therapies. But more importantly, we'll talk about how to find yourself. How to move from self-awareness, step-by-step on your journey to self-improvement. I thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to bringing you an awesome series on reprogramming your brain. And stay tuned for our new series on near-death experience and the afterlife coming soon on Mind Hostage. Lights.
loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.